question is, is there anybody sitting here that does not have problems? It's when our sadness is so overwhelming that we reach a point that I'm, there's no help for me, no one can assist me, I feel hopeless, don't feel like eating, don't feel like talking, don't feel like working, and reach a point where life seems worthless. That's probably where the side where depression is at and we have no idea how to solve it or where the help is going to come from and we feel that there's no help at all for us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that we have revealed within this Quran that which is a means of a cure and a mercy to the believers so I have no doubt the answers are in the Quran Alhamdulillah for most people, the discussion of depression, anxiety, and all these things will only come when? When it happens to you. But there are things that occurs in our lives that brings us there. You don't just wake up one morning and say, well, I feel depressed today. No, it's things that happens in our lives. Generally problems and challenges and grief and issues that happens in our lives. What I want to talk about is, what does the Quran say that conditions us that we never reach a point of depression? So five things I want to say. The first is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah and also in Surah Al-Talaq. لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْعَهَا in Surah Al-Talaq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا ما آتاها. So rule number one. So we going back in time before somebody becomes depressed and faces depression, further back in their life, Allah ta'ala says that no human being is burdened beyond their capacity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not impose on us a burden, a difficulty beyond what we can manage. So we will think and wonder, but it's too difficult for me. It's too hard to manage. So how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, Allah does not burden us with that which we can't manage, when in reality I can think of my own life, where there are things that I'm not managing, I'm not coping with it. So what does that verse of the Qur'an then mean? But at a starting point, let us understand the verse to mean that whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts a challenge upon us, puts us through difficulty and hardship, we should not doubt, but actually be confident that there's a way out. We might not know the way out. We might not be aware where the way out is going to be, but it's there. So when we are reflecting on our own skills, our own abilities, our own resources, we see no way out. But if we expand and like they say, think out of the box, when beyond what's within our circle, subhanallah, as we will discuss further, you will see that for every issue in life, 
Allah Ta'ala shows us a way out. May Allah Ta'ala guide us inshallah. So that's number one. Number two. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala promises. In Surah Al-Inshirah, Alam Nashrah. إِنَّمَا عَلْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى إِنَّمَا عَلْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى Surah Al-Talaq, Allah Ta'ala says, سَيَجْعَلُ اللَّهُ بَعْدَ عُسْرِ يُسْرَى the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after every hardship there's ease. In Surah Al-Inshirah, Allah ta'ala mentions it twice. Not that Allah ta'ala ran out of something to say, so let me repeat this. No, there's a purpose behind it. The purpose of repetition in the Quran is emphasis. Highlighting the importance of something. That when you look at the verse in, it's emphasis, verily, most certainly, no doubt, Ma'al usri yusra. Ma'al. The word ma'a means together. The one is there, the next one is touching it immediately afterwards. So Allah Ta'ala tells us twice in Surah Al-Inshirah, Inna ma'al usri yusra. Connected to a hardship is this. Immediately following the hardship, there's some comfort coming. And in Surah Al-Talaq, Allah Ta'ala says, It is Allah. It is Allah that will make it happen that after hardship, ease will come. So rule number two, that any difficulty I face, there's ease coming. Rule number three, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenges us with hardship and difficulty as a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, truly this is one of the most amazing verses in the Quran. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we will trial and test you with a degree, just a small amount, with some fear, hunger, and a decrease in your life, your wealth, and your sustenance. So the difficulties you face in life, the hardships, somebody losing their job, and all of a sudden we have this burden that I got a bond to pay, for example. I have a family to feed, school fees to pay. And we calculate the 30 days left of the month and realize I'm not going to make it. This is tough. This is hard. I've been living well and all of a sudden I lose my job. That's decrease in something, in wealth. That can cause people severe depression. People lose sleep, don't want to eat, I can't manage through this. Let's start by putting it in our minds, when that happens to somebody, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's testing us. In other words, it's Allah's decision that we go through this hardship. And likewise with the fear and the hunger and everything else as mentioned in the verse. We're coming to the interesting part of the verse, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, glad tidings to those who are perseverant and patient. And we know a lot of times we use that word, right? Somebody's going through difficulty and hardship, we say, be patient, my brother. Be patient, O sister. Unfortunately, most times we use it because we don't know what else to say. And sometimes people look at it almost as though we are being insensitive. Really, that's all I have to do, be patient. You're not going to advise me on anything else. And therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, not just glad tidings for patience, 
that when they are faced with a hardship, what do they say? Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Let's be honest, when is the only time we say this? When somebody dies. Because generally we think when somebody dies, they're going back to Allah. Every moment. Because Allah Ta'ala says any inconvenience, any difficulty, any hardship, what do they say? This is from Allah. But beautifully, more importantly, is the next part of the verse. When Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, those who when they face a hardship and a difficulty, instantly recognize it to be from Allah. Allah Ta'ala says, it is those people. These are the people who have the mercy and forgiveness from Allah and are rightly guided. That is the right response. Number four, we find a rule we must have in the back of our minds is that whether we go through easiness or hardship, it's a benefit for us somehow or the other. Beautiful is the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Ajeeb, very strange if you look at the reality of a believer. Everything that happens to him or her is good for him. But this is only for a believer. When he goes through some comfort, something that is joyous, he shows gratitude to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, this is good. We say, oh, thank you Allah for this blessing upon us. We benefited from it. But when a believer goes through difficulty, infliction and hardship, he shows patience. Again, it's good. He was patient. Rule number five, and very quickly, we have truly in reality three situations. We have yesterday, today and tomorrow. Yesterday is in the past. We cannot change it. Tomorrow is in the future. We have no idea what it holds for us. We have only today. So rule number five. Let's do what is in our capacity. That's today. We're living it today. We manage it today. We deal with it today. The part I want to talk about now, inshallah, is now that we have established a mindset, a preconditioning, then inshallah, thumma inshallah, through the grace of Allah, we will manage any inconvenience we face. Another part of it is how do we manage our day-to-day -day emotions? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, subhanallah, so beautifully. Alas, by the remembrance of Allah, and ulama say the dhikr here refers to the recitation of the Holy Quran. Hearts become tranquil through the recitation of the Holy Quran. Making ourselves continuously aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is our creator. He sustains us, looks after us, gives good challenges with difficulties. That in the Quran there is shifa and there's rahmah for us. Secondly, how do we manage our emotions day to day? To believe and accept that a believer lives between two things. Fear and hope. The Prophet ﷺ visited a person that was ill, about to pass away. The Prophet ﷺ asked the person that, how do you find yourself? He said, oh Prophet of Allah, I fear my sins. But I have hope in the mercy of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ beautifully says, when these two things are combined, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants the person the hope they have and saves them, gives them tranquility from the fear that they have. And I just want to touch on for a moment, probably the biggest challenge that we face is financial. 
because there are things in our finances that's beyond our control. And all of a sudden you look at it and you think, I could afford it yesterday, today I can't afford it. Things change, things happen. So there's parts of our financial situation that we have no control over. Do I get the job? Don't I get it? Do I lose the job? Don't I? The Prophet has taught us how to manage this before that happens. So while we have the job, while we have the money, we have the income, the Prophet tells me and you how to manage that moment so that when, and may Allah protect us inshallah, and grant us stability in our wealth and our health and everything else, if we are faced with a difficulty, we are ready for it. The Prophet ﷺ beautifully says, Look at those around you that are less fortunate than you. And don't look at those who are better off than you. For if we did that, if we looked at those who have more than us, and better than us, and nicer than us, and we keep focusing on that, chances are that no sooner we do that, we will stop realizing the benefit and the blessings of Allah upon us. Rather, we will start looking at it as, as insignificant. We lose value for the blessings of Allah upon us. The example of the Prophet ﷺ, that he lived a very humble life within his means, that we must believe, inshallah, that when we are facing these hardships, difficulties, and we feel there's no road out, the problems and the difficulties become so overwhelming that they see no worth in living anymore. Make an analogy of a river that flows. Most of us swim at the top end of the stream and we swim pretty well. Occasionally our heads go under the water but we always find a way up. As we swim further down the stream because it's going down, some manage to swim, some can't. So they call out for help and people help them out of it. And unfortunately there are others who just can't manage it and fall down the waterfall. May Allah protect us inshallah. Why is it that people reach that point where they can actually think there's no help out there for me? Where you can actually think nobody and nothing can help me? It is simply because the belief and the thinking that once I've exhausted all help available to me, and no human being can assist me, then beyond human assistance is nothing out for me. But yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beautifully in three verses, they're all from Surah Al-Talaq, verses we've heard before. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and this should establish the belief, that no matter how difficult life is, no matter what problems you are facing, there's a way out. He who is conscious of Allah, Allah Ta'ala will grant him or her a way out. And therefore Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, He who puts his trust on Allah, Allah is sufficient for him. He who puts consciousness in Allah, Allah will remove his hardship. And therefore I conclude inshallah with two statements. It's actually du'as of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The one is a verse of the Holy Quran where Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, حَزْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ when nobody finds himself in a situation where they don't know a way out of their difficulty, have no idea how to solve this problem. To keep your mental stability, 
start by saying Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil Allah is sufficient for me Allah is sufficient for me Ni'mal mawla wa ni'mal nasir My best helper And my best protector Start there at least so we can Manage ourselves mentally It's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And I conclude with this The Prophet Sallallahu alayhi said That he who makes this dua Will be relieved of anxiety And grief and difficulty and sorrow Try to learn it if we don't know it. Allahumma inna abiduk. Banu abidik. Banu amaik. Nawasina biyadik. Maldin fina hukmuk. Adalun fina kadawuk. Nasaluk Allahumma bikulismin huwalaka sammaita bihi nafsak. Aw anzaltahu fi kitabik. Aw alamtahu ahadam min khalkik. Aw istatharta fi ilmi l-ghaybi indak. أن تجعل القرآن العظيم ربيع قلوبنا ونور صدورنا وجلاء أحزاننا وذهاب غمومنا وهمومنا. Allah, we are your servants, the offspring of your servants. Our foreheads and others are existences in the hands of Allah. The order of Allah passes through us. We are dependent on Allah. The decree of Allah is just upon us. Allah, we ask you in every name that you have called yourself. Oh, that you have revealed in the Qur'an. Oh, that you have taught any of your creation. Or that you have kept hidden in your treasures by yourself. That, oh Allah, make the Qur'an a means of the life of our heart. Let the beating of our heart be because of the Qur'an and by virtue of it. And the light on our chest. And the remover of our grief and anxiety and hardship. Make it such that we see the light at the end of the tunnel with every difficulty we face. That we don't know the way out doesn't mean a way out does not exist. Subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illa anta.